The views and opinions of Southern Fried Philosophy are not necessarily those of our guests, sponsors, or friends of the show, but they should be. This week on the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, we talk about a cornhole tournament goes awry, uh, the Mormon Church and the BSA, they're not friends anymore, and we have special guest Leanne Powell with Southern Grace Distilleries. All that and more on this episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the Busted Knuckle Studio right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. I'll be your host, Biggin, and how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always, but before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. There he is. He sits across the way. He's the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, but most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue one, 2018's honorable mention, motorcycle salesman of the year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up. On old mic number one, there he is. It's Mojo! It's good to be back again this week. Thanks for listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast for another shiny episode. Mmm, shiny. <laughs> you can follow us on the Facebooks at uh, Southern Fried Philosophy. You can also go to Twitter and Instagram at SFP Radio, the YouTube.com forward slash SFP Radio, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and also, hey, while you're here, Yep. Go to iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Do it. Give us a review. Please. Subscribe. Give us a like. Please share our episodes. Please. <laughs> still, that offer for a dollar, I'll give you a dollar if you write a review, that's still not going anywhere. I'm going to have to up it to like 10. Maybe they're just kind of cautious of actually fulfilling the dollar duty. <laughs> listen, we're going to talk about a podcast coming up, and it, listen, if if they're doing better than we are, then we got to have a talk. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week, Mojo, how you be doing? I'm great. Yeah? Jeez. Hey, buddy. I read an article today. Oh, no. And oh. It has, <laughs> has my has my, <laughs> my rear end chat. i got to watch oh, no. my language here. Careful. Uh, L.A. Times mm-hmm. comes out with an article. Um The rise of STDs in Los Angeles County, California, Stan. Shocker. Guess one word. The reason why they blame the outbreak of STDs. War. Uh, What is it good for? (laughs) I'll give you another one. Okay. One word. Okay. Guess. Um, Climate change. That's That's two two words. I know. Um, Well, I'm going to go with money. Racism is the key word. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Racism is the outbreak of STDs. Are you, wait. <laughs> so so racism is the outbreak of STDs. Yes. How is that doesn't even seem close to right. Uh well, uh, yeah. uh where do I de- <laughs> I don't really want to unpack this and break this down, but okay. evidently right. racism is the cause of STDs in Los Angeles. It has nothing to do with choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, not using safe protective Practice. measures. Uh-huh. Yep. Putting but, what what do we say about that? We're like um uh not not covering the the car. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, there's so many ways. You're right. But obviously none of the preventive measures, the millions of dollars that have been spent on sex ed in schools, mm-hmm. uh, none of that's worked. Um 
common sense, abstinence. Well, abstinence programs well, that, are been eliminated. Yeah. Uh, parental <laughs> talks. Well, I guess the parents that's, don't have those anymore. Yeah, you're not but that. the rise of STDs mm-hmm. is now due to racism. Thank God I live on the East Coast because here we have uh, maybe a little tad bit more of common sense. Well, it depends what parts of the, the Carolinas you go <laughs> right. to in certain parts of Alabama. But we do have common sense. And to realize this STD is actually happening happen when you commit the first part of the STD, the first letter. <laughs> the first letter. But, yeah, and personal choice. But sure. besides that. Anyway, I digress. No. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so that article is really going to burn your biscuits pretty bad, huh? Why can't? Why shouldn't it? It's like a it's like a yeah. fire starter to a bonfire, brother. Yeah, you just you just light the match and watch it all burn. I, I don't even know why I actually read. You should not anymore. Read. Yeah, yeah, I, need I to just take you in. because it yeah, just, just poisons my mind. Yeah. Um. So I, I kind of take that advice, and I just don't read. So that kind of helps. We we have a book that we've been trying to go through. Well, I've already gone. through You've it. gone through it twice, and I'm still yet to go through it. However, um, my wife is going out of town again this week, and we have nothing on the schedule for me. Like it is, it is my time by myself. I have nothing planned, no expectations whatsoever. So this week you're gonna read, read ten pages. I'm gonna read. That's a lot. <laughs> I mean, you're asking a lot of me on that one. Uh, no, I'm gonna try to finish it up this week. So I'm excited about that. We uh, we got done with our derby party. That was a good time. Yeah. I don't know where the uh, the Mojo family went, but a wall. No, uh, it's quite. My wife had to work, mm-hmm. but um, if you do have leftovers, I'll be stopping by. There are a ton of leftovers. <laughs> I was looking at the food. I was like, well, looking at the food. Where's Mojo? And then I realized you're on keto, and I'm like, well, you could have like a meatball, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so that could explain some I would, of that. I would have broken my, uh, yeah. broken my fast there. Uh, just, you know, dude, we were so wore out. I had a wedding officiated you did. Friday so, night. Tell me about that. How did that go? Uh, Padre? It, it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, traditional wedding, quick, over ease with, and you know, there it was you like go. like eggs. Yeah. Just like that. So <laughs> I officiated a wedding. First time I've done that in quite some time. So yeah. it, was, it was fun to get back in the groove. Very but, cool. Uh, yeah. So there's actually another happy couple. So wow. How about that? Good. Good job. Congratulations <laughs> no, on that. We were just so worn out that my wife had to work the next day. So yeah. I no, I understand. I understand. Um, but yeah. I, but did you win anything on the on the horses? Did you? No. Did, um, you, did your guy come in? No. The favorite. Uh, I forgot who who the uh, 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 begins with a J. Destiny, Justified, um, Justified, yeah, Justified was the the favorite. Uh, everybody didn't vote on the favorite and or bet on the favorite, so nobody right. won anything. Wow. At least I didn't win. Well, anything. the one I was pulling for was the, was a Dottoro. He had a cool story. I, I didn't know the story. Yeah, the cool story is basically a guy who owns a company called American Scaffolding. Hmm. They do a lot of uh, like scaffolding on the sides of ships for naval fleets. Oh, nice! Guy started this business by you know by himself. Well, he goes out and buys a horse because you know he's he's got money now. Sure. And basically, he's done the training himself. Holy cow! Yeah, come uh, on, what yeah. So, I'm, and it, not a really even a premium horse. I mean, but competed in the Kentucky Derby. That a boy and was. Right there in third, fourth place, I was pulling for him, and wow. all of a sudden, I guess he must have he must have pulled a hand or something because <laughs> <laughs> probably probably about a quarter left or eighth of the left of the track, he pulls up, uh, and I uh, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, they didn't take him out to pasture. Yeah, I uh, I like uh, my, I think my wife was going for my boy Jack because we know somebody yep. named Jack, right? 
Um, I can't remember who I was going for. I was just <laughs> come on horses. I was yeah. I was too busy with my mint juleps and all my all my all the Kentucky food. So right. I was just probably in a, some type of coma. Well, at that was point. it was it your mint julep made by today's guest? Uh, it it involved I'm, a product. I did I did okay. have a a conviction mint julep at that point, but I can't remember what number it was. And and again, drink responsibly. <laughs> You know, all that, well, but all you that were responsible. You were, I was, you were in your own. Domain. I was in my own home. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't get like like I didn't. It wasn't bad. Like I was fine the whole time. But um, man, they're just so good. People like, hate yeah. the mint juleps. Why? But I love them. Why? I think they're great. They're like, well, they're minty or well, that's they're too, the whole they're point. Too sugary. Color mint julep. Yeah, I like them. Other people from Kentucky say you know what? Like there's them. there's people outside the Mason Dixon line who say sweet tea's nasty. Yeah, and I don't even think they're part of this country. <laughs> I, I somewhere in our Bill of Rights, I think it actually removes them from our country. Uh, you would think we yeah. can we can get the Hispanics, the illegal folks out of the country, but we can't get them out because I will whatever I will gather any person on DACA, mm-hmm. illegal immigrant, and kick the rest of people out that don't like menjulos and sweet tea. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're not you're no longer part of this nation. <laughs> Oh boy! Now send your emails to Mojo <laughs> at SFP. Radio. Always, baby, always. always. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go into some uh, wacky news brought to you by Webmerized. If you need a clean, crisp website, go check them out at webmerized.com or the sponsor section of our website. Here we go. Here's some wacky news. Waggy world. A uh, North Carolina mayor got arrested on a DUI gun charges hours after winning the election. Well, he was just kind of proud to celebrate, wasn't he? <laughs> Robert Williams spent the night in jail just hours after he was elected mayor of a small town in eastern North Carolina. Police pulled Williams over Tuesday after receiving a tip that he saw his vehicle running off the side of the road. He was arrested on DWI charges as well as multiple gun charges, including possession of a firearm. After consuming alcohol and a possession of a firearm on government property, additionally, Williams was charged with resisting arrest and failing to stop for blue lights and sirens uh he recently just won the mayor election and now he is now arrested what town what town was this in north carolina it was oh sharpsburg oh okay. you ever heard of yeah. sharpsburg um he won by 50.9 percent of the race wow so evidently the other guy nobody liked him and uh and mr williams was having a good time celebrating i wonder if they're going to uh Call special counsel or something like that. I mean, they, they, they may do that just because of ethics or yeah. uh, prudent justice or um, something. I'm sure they'll probably try to have that election overturned. I mean, you talk about having a good old time. And then Mr. I mean, Williams hey, just kind of let You it. know what? I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm not for him the drinking and driving sure. thing. No, but I you. you bring alcohol and gun to a party. <laughs> hey, that's a good time right there, but I don't care who, I don't care what you say. People can be having good times. Oh, guys, this one owns me like none other. Uh, Georgia Cornhole Tournament Brawl breaks out at a high school scholarship fundraiser. So evidently um, in Georgia, at least it wasn't Florida or Kentucky or any of those, um, the the normal ones, um, they were having a cornhole tournament for a scholarship for their high school students, and it got – people were drinking at that point. It got a little bit rowdy, and then people just were like – going nuts and fighting on this one there is a clip online that we'll have it also on our website but 
I got to tell you, there's so many sound bites out of this thing that could just <laughs> refer to our show that right. it's ridiculous. Right. So I'm going to play the the entire sound bite for you. And then uh, there's a couple things I want you to listen for. Um, one is the guy that laughs after he's he's getting cold, um, after this lady starts yelling, uh, that owns me. And then she tells him to get. And I think I, I think we have a, a relation issue that I want to talk about. So here's here's the cornhole. Here's the fight. Stop it right now. We will stop this tournament. This is stupid. This is absolutely ridiculous. Get. Get out of here. Kind of like Grandma Christmas dinner. Yeah. We will stop this tournament right now. We are adults, and this is ridiculous. It is a cornhole tournament fundraiser. What the crap? I can't get I I can't tell you how many times I've listened to it, but I think I know who her pop op is. Um, she said, "Get." I mean, get, get. So here's this her. thing was ten foot tall. He had beautiful hair, and I said, "Get away from here! Get, 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 get!" And he went right back at that path again. <laughs> I mean, if that's not her pop-pop, I don't know who Yeah, I think is. we need to have this lady on. I, I kind of like her. <laughs> I mean, here's the, here's the things that could be said about our show. This is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. There's that. Cut the crap. Yeah, yeah. I, we do that. This is stupid. <laughs> I've heard that before. Stop it right now. We will stop this tournament. This is stupid. <laughs> and then last but not least. We are adults. And this is ridiculous. Yeah, that sums up our whole whole podcast career. Uh, this signing off of episode here, uh, we will be retiring now. Is that not our show? That's pretty much it. Oh my gosh, we're gonna have like another poop story, and here we go. Cut the crap. <laughs> there you go. I do actually have one okay. uh, story. It's not as funny as yours, but it's still <laughs> kind of wacky. All right. New, uh, New Jersey cheerleading team must take everyone who tries out after a parent complains. <laughs> Wait, what? I'll read the hell out of it. Yeah, come on. The whole come on. New Jersey cheerleading team yep. must take everyone who tries out after a parent complains. They have to take them all out. <laughs> what does that mean? New Jersey cheerleading team must take everyone who tries out. Oh. After a parent complains. I thought they were taking them out of something. <laughs> Just follow along. After one yeah, after one New Jersey student didn't mm-hmm. make the cheerleading team in her okay. high school. So everybody's got to get her a mom complained to the school board, which forced the school to abandon its exclusionary tryout program and place everyone interested student on the cheer squad. Uh, yeah. So basically the kid failed to... Yeah, for the, fell the tryout, so the mom Yo. complained, and then wham bam, you have seventy eight people on the cheerleading team. No, how how wacky is that? I'll tell you, I I played football in in, in St. Louis, Missouri, right. and and if you tried out and you were able to, you know, stick around long enough, you know, through the through the workouts and whatnot, you you made the team. Like I was horrible. I d- I had no idea even what football was when I tried out. I right, just right. wanted to try something. But it, it was like you still had to try out. I did. You didn't, there wasn't a cut process. And I moved to Florida, and then I tried it again, and then got cut because I'm horrible. Actually, I 
just tried out for one. I went to one practice and was like, well, screw this. I'm out, <laughs> to be honest, because it was so hot. Right. Um, so, oh, I'm betting Florida. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was like, oh, this is too much. I'm That's out. the land of gators, meth, and uh, humidity. Yeah. <laughs> right. And really uh, good football teams. And so I was like, right. well, this is, this is not worth it. So I quit. But, um, but to make everybody take them, whether they're good or bad. Oh, they have no cutoff. There's no. That's, and, and I'm assuming at this point, anybody can try out. Anyone. Anybody can go. Anyone. Wow. I'm sorry, but that's mm. a helicopter parent, number yep. one. Can we talk about mama? So, uh-huh. I've had a rough week, so I'm just going to take it out on this mom. <laughs> Here we Somewhere, go. Someone needs to straight throw punch this lady. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is stupid. Exactly. Thank you. Thank See, you, Thank can, you, choir. I appreciate it. Amen. I just... Who, <laughs> mama? Who in her right mind? It was just, and this mom had to be the person who tried out mm-hmm. for something. Oh, and she didn't get it. She probably tried out for uh, paper mache class and got denied because mm-hmm. yep. because she couldn't cut in the lines. Yeah, look, I, mama, look, I, I tried out one time for a sports team mm-hmm. in school. Yeah, I didn't make it. I didn't get my feelings hurt because I understood they tried to take the best of the best. Sure. Yep. Every person isn't equal. I'm sorry. Right. No, I'm not equal to you. You're yeah. not equal to me. My wife's not equal to me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not equal to her. We all have our specific talents right. and, and destinations in life. So I, I just, just because someone feels like they need to be a cheerleader doesn't make them a cheerleader. Right. They may have a great school spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just don't know. That's just so wacky. So in, when I was growing up, like you had the football team. Right. And if you weren't good enough, then they had the intramural football team where, you know, those guys that weren't good enough, they played the intramural f- football Or team. rugby. Or not. Or, or you were a manager. Or Dungeons and Dragons. I that mean, group. Yeah. I mean, there was... I wouldn't have made the Dungeons and Dragons team. Oh, I wouldn't have either, but Mm-mm. there's there's other groups out there. Right. And I just... Mama. Oh. Mama. You got to stop. You got to stop. You can email Mojo. Oh, <laughs> 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 Oh, my gosh. So we're going to actually just go into some some news stories that um, uh, we're just going to talk about some new stuff. These are the days of America, brother to brother, hand in hand. These are the days of America, walking together through the promised land. All right, so I don't know if you saw this or not, but the this is a Boy Scout of America update. I, I need some BSA music or something like that, but they are, <laughs> they are taking the B out of the SA. Right. Uh, we talked about that last week where... And it's, putting the, just putting the full-blown BS. <laughs> How did we miss that joke, by the way? <laughs> well, we got it this week. Um, they're taking the Boy Scouts, the boy part out of it, and then letting anybody in. Just call it Scouts of America. Scouts of America, which also I realized, you know, they're so they're allowing, like there was a gay scout leader that, yeah. that filed a lawsuit in California that he couldn't be a scout leader. So, you know, they let that go. Now they're letting girls to go into Boy Scouts of America. Mm-hmm. Overall question, why are we letting boys and girls go into the woods in a tent together uh, that was not a good idea. That's why that whole thing was invented, was well, to keep them separated well, and not you, in the woods together. Well, <laughs> that, but there's actually been some great memes that have completed, uh, been 
that have been compiled since the BSA announced this. But <laughs> once again, we all have our different strengths. We all have our different weaknesses. Um, there is nothing wrong with this with guys, boys yep. going on to bo- you know these retreats, these uh, powwows, and learning skills together. You know, the guys are the same sex. There's no nothing wrong with that, and. The Girl Scouts is segregated too. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't, I don't know why people have to uh, think that this that in, this total inclusion matters. I'm sorry, but it's just it's becoming asinine. I, and you know, the Girl Scouts don't have the same badges as they did 50 years ago with right. you know <clears throat> under underwater basket weaving ba- badge Careful. and. Yep. And uh, how to make sweet water taffy. Or, or, you know, <laughs> I wish I had that badge. <laughs> but, you know, they don't have those same things. They actually right. have this, the skills to, to pay the bills now. So I don't, sure. I, don't, I don't know why we have to do this. Well, I mean, and even if you want to have the same badges, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Now, clearly, there's going to be a baby-making badge um, <laughs> letting, letting them go or into a the Los woods. Angeles Times uh, STD badge. I mean, <laughs> I mean who and, – and I understand the reason why – Money, whatnot. But um, anyway, so this week, the Mormon Church has come to say, after a century-long partnership with Boy Scouts, that they are, pardon the pun, they are pulling out uh, of the Boy Scouts, and they're actually starting their own um, uh, different um, scout-type program. Then there you go. I mean, Mormons... I have a lot of Mormon friends. They have such a... A great outlook on the family. Mm-hmm. They also have a great outlook on. Uh, I mean, their their outlook on feminism in a lot of ways, as far as empowering a woman and, and empowering a boy. Also, mm-hmm. I kind of admire. So, hey, I think they're probably mm-hmm. a, a great church organization or religious organization to start their own group. Now, uh, Protestants have we you know we have our own. There's several groups out there, Protestant organizations mm-hmm. that do a great job of empowering uh, young men and or young boys yep. and young girls. So. I, I just honestly, I think this is a great miscalculation by the BSA. Oh, it's well, just now it's just called the SA, but uh, or, <laughs> or BS, just BS. Yeah. yeah. So I think they've made a gross miscalculation of the political times and the cultural times right now. I, I, I'm calling. It, I think they're just going to have more dwindling numbers. Um, <sighs> they're going to have to because I, the the more when they are coming. Pulling their their kids out, it's four hundred and twenty five thousand uh, boys going out, leaving the organization. Um, That's a lot of bucks. I don't think. I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of pa- there's a lot of parents of girls. I have mm-hmm. two girls. Yeah, I would never put them in the Boy Scouts or now the Scouts of America. Yeah. Well, I mean, you talked about money. So four hundred and twenty five thousand boys leaving that organization at thirty three dollars a pop. That's $14 million that's leaving that organization. Not just that, though. Think about the uniforms that they have. They oh, have, yeah. They have the badges. Yeah. I'm just know, talking about the overall. Just, uh, the dues. The dues. Yeah. Yeah. That's nothing. Think about that's 425,000 <laughs> salespeople yeah. less than you had previous year to hawk your crappy popcorn. <laughs> Somebody's going to have some leftover popcorn. Yeah. There's, <laughs> whoever the popcorn manufacturer is, they're like, stop Uh-oh. growing corn. Stop growing <laughs> corn right now. Use it. Use it for whiskey later on. No doubt. No doubt. Oh, I mean, I mean, you talk about a backfire. 
that and and Dude. and you i will say you know hey mormon church congrats on on standing up for your own beliefs and not following the trend and saying right or wrong whichever one you fall down on at least there's an organization that says we believe this is too far and we're not going to do it they're and, calling bs on the bsa yeah yeah so i thought that was interesting that it's it's they're not going to be able to make up 425,000 girls coming into this or it's not going oh, no. to to increase the that they're not going to be able to make that up and and that sucks because I was a Boy Scout. I made it all the way to first class, I think, um, which is really bad. Well, I've got friends of mine that have Eagle Scouts, proud Eagle yeah. Scouts. I, yeah. I don't think that, given some time, I don't I don't think they're going to be like, you know what, my my son was an Eagle Scout. Yeah. Or I don't think the son is going to be like, hey, I was an Eagle Scout. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to happen. And this has nothing to do with sexism and right nothing like that. I just believe at the foundation. The foundation of a kid's life that they don't that there's just some things that you know what camaraderie between females is okay camaraderie between males is okay yeah um you're equipping them with socialization skills of their own sex um you look at a given girl's sunday brunch this girl's hanging out they're not gonna have boys out there too it's gonna be girls yeah. i mean i just the, the logic of this just absolutely i just do not understand so. yeah it's kind of crazy <clears throat> so another thing did you have anything else on the on the bs bsa i just think it's bs <laughs> the other thing i don't i know you're an apple guy um that's kind of you're you're sure you're in sure. apple world i'm a google guy and so the google io had their google had their their big developer conference right, they called right, google right. io this week um, man, they 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 they're putting out some really cool stuff. Uh, just some highlights that they they they're talking about is Gmail can now auto complete almost entire emails. Oh wow! You know how you auto predict? You have auto prediction right, right, of, right. of that. Entire. Now they're going to do basically entire sentences of you know entire sentences instead of just words on your email. Hmm. Um, Google Photos is now doing a suggested actions. They can spot friends on your photos. So if you have your camera open, that's scary. It will see your friends, and then like any information and stuff that comes up, almost like a Black Mirror episode. Um, and they're also tying that into Google Maps. So if you're walking, it'll give you kind of directions of of where you need to go visually. But then like on screen, if you're using your camera, it'll pull up and it'll tell you so like, basically direction. Fa- facial recognition. Yeah, all okay. kinds of. Their biggest thing was just um, augment, uh, artificial intelligence. That's been their huge thing. They're, in fact, one of the things that they're doing is um, on your Google Assistant, kind of like Surrey, right. um, you'll be able to say, hey, I want to call, I want to book an appointment with my hairstylist sometime between 10 and 12, and um, I just need a regular haircut. Wow. And that assistant will actually call that business for you and then set that up just having a regular conversation with the person who picks up the phone. And, and it sounds just like a regular person. I mean, it's mind-blowing. Now, is it going to be like the telemarketers when you they call you and it's the auto robot telemarketer where they're like, can we interest you in something today? And you're like, go pound sand. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. Can I tell you about our program today? And you're like, go jump a bridge. And, you know, they keep going. You yeah. Know? So. I, I don't think so. I think it, it it's the intelligence part of the artificial intelligence wow. that will actually be able to carry on the conversation Dude. and then be able to pick things based on the response. All I know is I hope Jesus comes back soon because you know <laughs> why it's going to 
It's not going good. I've seen Terminator. <laughs> Google Photos, if you take pictures, like if you have some old pictures of black and yeah, white photos, so... it'll actually put them in color for you. Wow. So that, I think Mind that, blown. that part is kind of cool. Um, they'll have different voices for your Google Assistant. So I think the first one coming out of the gate, the celebrity one is John Legend. So you can I have want, him. I want like uh, uh, Little Wayne or. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of these mumble, mumble rap guys. I, I want, that's what I want. And here's a question for you. Like, and I know. I know you you don't have these things in your home. Totally okay. Right. But if you could think about it, like a kid saying, "Hey Google, help me phone don't go up. Hey Google, tell me a story." Right. And it's very demanding. It's saying, you know, do this, give me the time, you know. Right. And it started in when they were studying children using that, they were getting very like demanding and mm. having attitude thing. They Google actually is coming out now with pretty please, where it's now you trying say, to soften the, soften them up to say, yeah. "Will you please?" Uh, read me a story, and then the response is, "Thank you for being so polite. I will be glad to give you a story." And and is is trying to soften them up, but show them like being polite and how. Oh, well, but also nice. But the Google will never say no. You know what I'm saying? So how does hmm. it, how does it gauge when a kid goes, "Hey, may I have a, a second helping of ice cream, mom?" And mom's like, "No, you already had one there, Colby." Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and all of a sudden, what's a kid going to do? How's it going to re- interact? But no, the the whole AI stuff does fascinate me because it is pretty. I mean, it's dude, it, it's going to be the future. I mean, yeah. companies are building whole programs about around artificial intelligence. I mean, hell, Amazon. Yeah. Look at Amazon. They're pre- yeah. they're predictive programming with um, what you may look for, and then it places ads on Facebook with Amazon. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, what's it's odd, scary, but it's amazing. Yeah, and. And we know that they're listening all the time, but I will talk about something. Probably right now. Yeah. I'll talk about something, and then an ad for that thing will pop up. Uh, so, now you're just a conspiracy theory. I'm telling you. And and before I even search for it, yeah, there's I know, already I'm the same way, man. I'm same so, way. So there, there is a video, if you want, I could play it, about the, the conversation for the haircut thing. Oh, no, I thought you were about to say the uh, the conversation between two uh, Google uh, or Alexa's versus whatever. <laughs> that one's pretty scary. There, there's also one of Alexa and Hey Google, whatever, talking to. So, oh, yeah. And it, yeah. Well, I, I just think that it's interesting. So no. here's here's how the conversation will go down. I have something else for you. Hi, I'm calling to book a woman's haircut for a client. Um, I'm looking for something on May 3rd. Sure, give me one second. And so just like that, you know. Just a little idiosyncrasies like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll wait. Hold on. And and once but it's also done. also the pause is the natural pause of um. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And once it's done, it gives you a notification that they've booked it. So you don't even have to call. You just wow. say, and then it'll call that for you, make the appointment, and then let you know that it's been done. Yeah. So, I, I could try that with my wife. Hey, uh, Google, please call my wife and <laughs> schedule uh, some hello time. Yeah. I, I can see that right now. My wife is going to be like, oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, that's not going to work. <clears throat> So anyway. by the way, if you're wondering what hello time is, is uh, just think of the first uh, letter of the uh, L.A. Times uh, article that we read first. <laughs> That's that. Um, yeah, uh, we, we talked about that a couple of times on the yeah, show. Yeah. Um, all right. So the other thing that I was going to bring up is your secondhand embarrassment. <clears throat> and we talked a little mm. bit. <laughs> I had some I had some today. I can't remember what you? it was now, but yeah, it was some secondhand embarrassment. So um we we did a podcast a couple weeks ago that we had to scrap because Biggin hit the wrong 
um, the wrong button and it didn't record. It right. didn't record. Right. Yeah. So, um, so we were talking about secondhand embarrassment and, um, to, to let you guys know, like if something happens, like American Idol, we'll take American Idol, for example, if there's, you know, somebody that's singing really, really bad, I'm usually the guy that's kind of laughing at them and, and just ag- yeah, egging it on and egging yeah. it on. You, on the other hand, feel really, really bad about it and kind of get, yeah, it gives me the heebie-jeebies, the man. heebie-jeebies. Yeah. I kind of get that. I just want to not watch it. Yeah. yeah. Kind of get that sick feeling in your stomach, that type of thing. Yep, yep. And the other thing that I like is when people mess up the national anthem. I don't know. Do, does that freak you out? It, or like, uh, it, it does because it's, it's something that, you know, as kids in America, we, it's something we start with every morning in school. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. and lack of a better term, we're indoctrinated to know the national anthem, show some pride in the flag, and, you know, whatever. So uh, for someone to mess it up, I mean – now, granted, I probably would mess it up too. Sure, yep. singing in front of more than two people. <laughs> but, but I'm saying this; it, it, it kind of makes you cringe, though, because you know yeah. the words. You're singing along in your head, and you know the words. Yeah. So we're going to do a segment where we just talk about your your secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> um, and so here is Lady Annabellum. They're singing the national anthem on Game Five. So this just happened. Well, number one, they suck anyway. So you're yeah. not a Lady A fan. No? no. All right. Well, this is them. You, you'll probably enjoy this then. So here's <laughs> no. here's them messing up the national anthem. And now performing the Star Spangled Banner, a multi-platinum trio whose number one selling sixth studio album, Heartbreak, follows more than 18 million units, nine number one hits, ACM and CMA Vocal Group of the Year trophies, three years in a row, and countless other Please, I got a boatload of awards. Listen to this. He's still going. People's Choice Awards and Teen Choice Awards. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Lady Antipella. I mean, I, you want him to do your intro from now on. No doubt. Can you see? Not bad. Not bad. So far. So good. Here we go. Who's brought strength? All right. Oh, that saved it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I got you. What? What? Uh oh. Uh, so they pulled they pulled it pulled it out uh, after that. So I mean they did a really the crowd, good job. The crowd forgave them. They're still singing. They start singing with them. Yeah, <sighs> they do a good job. But they kind of missed it up. When you kind of go into that, you might want to fake an injury. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you pull you pulled a hammy or um, you you threw your voice off something. Right. Like the crowd because the crowd is behind you in these big stadiums. Yeah. During, these special games, but holy crap. I mean, it's still a mistake, though. I'm sorry. Sure. These, these people have performed in front of millions of people. Yeah. And they've done this. This isn't their first rodeo. No, no, doing no. It. I and mean, obviously, they have 47,000 awards and accolades. <laughs> right. I mean, you, you think they couldn't forget one song, but oh. obviously, I mean, the anthem is like a curse, though. You yeah. either nail it. Yep. Or you just don't. Well, right underneath that, um, if you look it up on YouTube, is the the top ten national anthem performance fails. Right. So um, some of these, these are kind of genius. 
The worst, I think, is Carl Lewis. This is one great. Of movies that a Did, man's do you, you remember this one? I do not. Oh. Carl Lewis apparently didn't see the movie. If his rendition of the Star Spangled Banner oh, prior Lord. to the Nets Bulls game last night is any indication, I mean, look at how old that is. Now only yeah. excerpts. I mean, this is like Ladies 80s. And gentlemen, that's some 80s hair. <laughs> yep. All right, are we all ready? Why would Carl Lewis be singing the national anthem, though? Here, Here he goes. What? No, no, no. Why? Why would you even do that? Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! That was me. That oh, was no. me. That was you. Let me. Oh no! Oh say, can you see? And the rocket. Oh, Carl. <laughs> I'll make up for it now. Right, let me play that. And the rocket. Uh oh. I'll make up for it now. I'll make it's a like word a spoken now. word now. Uh-oh. Oh, so I, national anthems just Who, owned Whoever me. decided oh. to have Carl Lewis, did they audition this guy, cat? I mean, I mean, he's an Olympic award winner, you like would a, think. It was like open sign-up day or something? <laughs> you know what happened? His mama complained. Uh, just like cheerleading. Everybody don't get the saying. I'm sorry. Come on. Oh. Well, the, the one thing that we talked about on the other podcast that we did not get to talk about is this – uh, this other podcast that's out there called The Sleep Whispers. Dude, I can't even believe it. Talking about a secondhand embarrassment? This, guys, this podcast, again, we talk about reviews on this. This guy has got over 141 reviews. We have got like seven. All right. Like ten. A ten. Or twelve. Or Y'all, you guys have got to step this up because this guy has got a ton of yeah, reviews. Yeah. And people yeah. love him. Here and here is just one of his 118 podcasts. Number one, mm. I can't believe you're making me listen to this again. Yeah, we're gonna have to do it again. All right, here we go. So this, all right, so this is the Whispering Podcast, Sleep Whisper Podcast. How many episodes does Cat got? 118. Specifically. Jesus Christ. It's a Whisperpedia episode about Marco Polo. <laughs> Marco. If you're a new listener, then welcome to my little world of whispers. <laughs> Jesus. And if you're interested in accessing old episodes, bonus episodes. I mean, dude. Photos of what? <laughs> His mom's basement. Sleep whispers. Oh, jeez. Y'all. I... All right. Here he goes. So why did I choose Marco Polo for this Whisperpedia episode? <sighs> Can I t- this is as loud as it goes. My listener, Dink Lump, <laughs> suggested Marco Polo. Dude, your, your name makes me <sighs> wait, smile and giggle every time I, <laughs> I think of it. I think of being, I think of being in the swimming pool going, <laughs> Maybe he was really good at it because he whispered the whole time. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. Or through his voice. Y'all, he is whis- he's whispering a Wikipedia page. 
And he's got 118 episodes. And just think how many pages of Wikipedia material out there. This guy will go on to the end of time. First half. We we have got to be better than this guy. From now on, we're doing an SFP Whisper edition. For a long time. (laughs) Which I think we should. We will just whisper the news. Explains how. And be monitored. got home from all those travels. What are you talking about? To prison. This episode says, know that. take your steering wheel <laughs> and pull hard right. <laughs> book. Uh, <laughs> this episode tells you of his to PayPal me a lot of money. Oh, imagine it. Subconscious interactions. Oh, man. I feel like I couldn't. If I was laying in bed and heard this guy, I don't think I, I'd either A, laugh so much. Or B, I'd be concentrating on hearing him. Yeah, I think that's the whole point. And then you just fall asleep. No, I'd be wide-eyed. Imagine if George, uh, George Norrie did this coast-to-coast in whisper mode. I'm telling you, that would be an awesome show. Actually true. I mean, y'all. Did he really travel to those places? Oh, my God. You got to stop this. I'm about to hammer my <laughs> all right, head All right, I'm right done, now. I'm done, I'm done. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh, y'all. So... He's got like 140 reviews, and they're all like four or five stars. They're, listen, you have no excuse if you listen to the show not to go out there and write a review on iTunes. I don't even care if you have iTunes. Just go out there it and— It can be one star. Yeah, anything. I don't even care. If you're listening to this, do that right now, because Old Sleep Whisper, which we— By the way, we've got to get him on the show. There's no— there's no, no. I. I <laughs> he, took, he took something unique and has made something out of it. Oh. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. took a niche. Oh, yeah. He, he's nailing it. I mean, golly. So maybe we should just do, we'll like start reading the Wikipedia page and we'll just yell the whole time. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll just, actually, we'll just read his reviews. Oh, <laughs> whispering. <laughs> he's got 114 episodes or 114 reviews and we could do 114 episodes. We're going to whisper all of the sleep whispers. Yeah. Reviews. Yes. But we'll do. I tell you what, we'll do. It's typical typical night sleep, seven hours, eight hours. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll do a seven hour podcast, and then I'll come in and be like, "Wake up!" Scared the piss out. Fire! Oh my gosh! Uh, All right, so we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we have with us in studio Miss Leanne Powell from Southern Grace Distilleries. We've got a uh, bottle of bourbon that is just sitting there, and we are so excited to try that. So we'll Southern Grace. Southern Grace Distilleries coming up. Mount Pleasant, North Carolina. Bourbon. Google Voice Activate. What? <laughs> All right, we'll be back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. All right, we are back, and in studio with us, we have a one Miss Leanne Powell from Southern Grace Distillery. I can't tell you how excited I am to have you back on the show. You were here originally the first time, uh, talking about the I think the lemonade. I was, yeah. And then and the the Sundog One Thirty, and now we have bourbon conviction, small Woo! batch bourbon. I am so excited about this. Um, we so how how tell us about the bourbon. 
Um, it is small batch. Um, our largest batch is a little over 300 bottles. A normal oh, wow. single barrel would be around 74 normally. Um, it is, I think, delicious. I mm-hmm. hope that you find it to be delicious as well. Um, it's cast strength. Um, for those who don't know, that means that we don't add any water. We just dump it directly out of the barrel, mm-hmm. and we bottle it at whatever proof it comes out. We uh, barrel it at 100 proof. It usually comes out somewhere between 97 and 99. Oh, wow. Okay. And then how long has it been in in the barrels? And just so you don't know, if, if you don't know about bourbon, it's just the white dog, right? And mm-hmm. it just goes into the barrels, and then magic happens, and then it comes out <laughs> bourbon. Right. Yes, magic happens. I'm so glad that you know how it works. <laughs> well, what, yeah, well, why don't you back up a little bit and just yeah. tell us the kind of the process of how you guys go from water to, yes. to magic water. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. First, we make a um, as as JT was saying, a white dog. Uh, the white dog is barley and corn. 88 percent corn, 12 percent malted barley. We make that in our very, um, very old-fashioned stills. Y'all have been to see them. You know mm-hmm. that they're workhorses, mm-hmm. not show horses. Um, <laughs> that batch will usually average out to about 130 proof, which is usually what we make our Sun Dog 130 out of. Also, okay. paint, paint remover. Uh, not well, mine. Thank you. The first you. part of it is, right? Those are the oh, heads. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can use that. Yeah, that and we actually do We we do three cuts. Most distilleries do two cuts, but we actually do three cuts. Okay. Um, and then we take that, we proof it down to 100, we put it into a barrel. Now, when we started this that, that you're having tonight and what you found on the shelf right now, that was put into 10-gallon barrels and 15-gallon barrels. Okay. Most of us, when we think of a bourbon barrel, we think of a big barrel, mm-hmm. a 53-gallon barrel. These barrels that are 10- and 15-gallon barrels, they age at three times the speed of the big ones. Okay. So normally for a straight bourbon, you mm. would have a two-year or more bourbon. Okay. For this bourbon, because it ages so much faster because of the oak to, to alcohol ratio, mm. um, this one comes out in eight to nine months. Wow. Wow. So most distilleries source their bourbon when they first open. They buy it normally from Indiana. And, uh, Why Indiana? And that's because where that's where the big distillery is. Um, yeah. oh, but, so basically there's like one master and they just slap a label on it? Well, they sell it bulk to them, and then they will mm-hmm. often say that they blend it or whatever, and then they put their label mm-hmm. on it. Probably like one master guy who goes – Sticks his finger in the pot and goes, ah. And, you know, some of that, that source bourbon has actually won awards. And, oh, really? you know, there are people that feel very strongly about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt very strongly about making a bourbon that we made yeah. ourselves. Sure. Win, lose, or draw. We were going to make it ourselves and see how it turned out. So wow. I'm happy that this one won a gold medal. Yeah. And then it won a double gold medal. Where did you win the gold? Uh, where, where did you win those? At? The gold medal was in Los Angeles at the Micro Liquor Awards. Holy cow. And then, swinging for the fences on the first one, huh? It was, it, you know, it came out in November. And that was the only festival we could send it to. And <laughs> I was a little scared, but we did it. And it came back all right. That's awesome. And then in New York City at the 50 Best (laughs) Bourbons competition, we sent it there at the same time. And that one came back with a double goal, which means a perfect score from all the, you know, all of the uh, judges. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. So we're pretty excited. Yeah. Um, And so. So you you won a major award. 
uh, we we think it's major. We're pretty <laughs> awesome. excited. Oh yeah, it's we're, awesome. We're pretty uh, excited. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think I think you I think uh, you posted on Instagram or Facebook the the medals around the bottleneck. Yeah. I think yeah. I thought that was awesome. So. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And and somebody we're actually just a little proud. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, it should be because I, I know I've been you know every time I see it on Facebook you pop up and you're like, oh, here's another pallet of bourbon going to. Afghanistan or Connecticut or somewhere. So, We're not popular in Afghanistan well, for some I, reason. I, I can imagine, but, but one, day, one day. Where where is where can you get this? Not just only in North Carolina, mm-hmm. but where else? North Carolina, South Carolina, Washington D.C., Illinois, Louisiana, uh, Connecticut. As of last week, wow, Oklahoma, and we just made an agreement to go to Michigan today. Wow, holy cow! Nice. So, so. on the shelves in all of those states. Mm-hmm. What's the process of trying to get into those states? Do you have to, is it like long and tedious to, to make that happen? She's laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's pretty simple. Yeah, well, sure. It was, it was especially long and tedious before we had bourbon. Mm. I will say it gets really? easier when you have bourbon because we've been trying to expand beyond, you know, our, our own backyard here for some time. But it, it takes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I mean, all the. I'm sure just a ton of paperwork. It is waiting. It is. Yeah, yeah. Is, it, is and, it you have to deal with alcohol? Uh, ATF, I guess you, you have to deal with them. Well, it's the actually the TTB, which okay. is Tax and Trade Bureau um, out of Treasury. But um, but there has been some talk about moving everything back under ATF okay. with hmm. government reorganization. So who knows? But, it just, so, but mostly it's state to state. Yeah, because it's so messed up how you have to have it into a certain distribution center. And the, I mean, yeah, it, the three tier system. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so crazy. But so we're crazy. we're just happy to be there. I'm not yeah. I'm not going to complain. I'll, sure. I'll we're complain so blessed. for you. We're I'll so blessed to be able to be there. So. You know, when government regulates things, they just screw everything up. So that, that's. <laughs> But you know, you have it in the right hands. It's in DC, so maybe they'll yeah, maybe they'll have a couple bottles of it and actually tear some legislation up. That'd be great. You know what I was thinking about? Side note, though, if you want, if the law is listening, just turn off your your radio now. Uh, Mojo and I could be like the Duke boys, and we could just run it across state <laughs> or lines. Can, or cannonball run. <laughs> there we go. I love it. I would, I would, He's found it now. That's right. I would love to do that. Yeah. I don't know who. I don't know who would be Smokey Uh-oh. or smoking the band. I don't know who would be Bandit. I guarantee you, I'd be the gorilla, the, the little ape, the, the that thing. Yeah, yeah that'd be me. No, I just, I just want to drive the transfer trucks. I'll do that. Sure. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we can make some money doing that. Yeah. That'd be great. Oh man, so this bourbon is legit. And I told you before when I had the white dog, mm-hmm. I was like, this is going to be really good bourbon. Aww. I called it right. Yep, yep. Thank you. Did you remember? Yep. And I mean, you guys are knocking it out of the park. There was a a, um, a whiskey. The whiskey vault mm-hmm. did a review, and they compared it to uh, Woodford Reserve Double Oak. Well, they started with Double Oak, and then they decided they couldn't find the Double Oak. I think one of them maybe had drank it all, <laughs> um, so they had to go to the Distiller Select, which okay. was the bourbon of the. Of the Kentucky Derby. That's I know amazing. I'm sitting here with somebody from Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. But we were pretty excited. In fact, I did uh, do a, and I forgot to post the picture, but I did a mint julep with a conviction. How and was it? It was fantastic. Do you know, I haven't had one made with it yet. I'm really? going to have to do that. Come on over because we got a, a ton of food left. Yeah, I bet a Kentucky <laughs> mule probably. Uh, oh, yeah. Good, yeah. That would be legit. Yeah. I actually went to 73 in Maine and asked the lady for a Kentucky mule with a conviction bourbon. She looked at me like I was an idiot. <laughs> and well, and then it realized like she was 18, didn't drink uh, anything and didn't know what any of it was. So, yeah, it didn't know <laughs> what it was. Well, it but is what it is, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so, so what's next for you guys? Cause, cause not only did you kick out the bourbon, but now you also did a, a jalapeno. We did. Right. We did. Tell us about that. Um, it's actually a habanero. Habanero. That's okay. That's okay. Um, so it's 80 proof and we actually, um, had had some requests for it from restaurant accounts. Mm-hmm. They were wanting it for, they were wanting a habanero for Bloody Marys and Sweet Hot. You know, like putting the mango with the habanero. Wow. It's it's been doing well. Um, we're talking to a distributor in Texas about taking it there to Texas. That'd be of good course, call, yeah. yeah. The Razoo's nice. chain has started using it, and they they're headquartered there. Who in Texas. has Razoo's? Okay, yeah. The Cajun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Very yeah. cool. Uh, what any any thoughts of what's next? Well, we just started it. Uh oh. We breaking just, news. We just started a bottled and bond. <laughs> Okay. So, so bottled and bond um, will, will be aged for at least four years. Okay. The way bottled and bond works, um, you have to do all of your bottles with or, or all of your barrels within a certain season. Okay. Um, so the the bourbon seasons are January through the end of June, July mm-hmm. through the end of the year. So we have we've put back our our first six barrels. Um, and we are going to be um, speeding into another building on the campus of the prison there. It was the old grain shed. Okay. So we've renovated that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and that's where it's going to be our bottled and bond warehouse. Wow. So I got to <clears throat> talk about these barrels. So on your small barrels, you said they're 15 gallon, right? Uh, we started with 10s, then we went to 15s. Now okay. we're exclusively in 53s now. But on, on the, okay, so on a 10, 10 gallon or a 15 gallon, how many bottles of conviction would you get out of that after, um, after it's all said and done? About 74 out of a 15, okay. and it was 55 to 60 out of the 10s. Okay, and then the, yeah. the 53s you'll the, get? The 53s, we get about 20 cases. Okay. So that's okay. Um, 20 times 12. No, I'm sure. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, we, hopefully we have some avid bourbon drinkers, but, you know, mm-hmm. obviously you have the angel share, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah. is the evaporation. You have what? The devil's cut, I guess, is, is our trade. Is that a trademark agenda? <laughs> but you have whatever's is soaked into the wood, right? Um, so you you do have some evaporation and, and loss of that. We, so we do. It was it was um, worse in the tens okay. than it has hmm. been in the fifteens. Really? So. I wonder what why that is. I have no idea. And it was two different companies that we got the barrels from, uh, so maybe, it could be maybe. that. We now exclusively use the barrels from um, the barrel mill in Avon, Minnesota. Okay. Okay. Do, they, do they charcoal those out, or do you do they that? do? We're we're level three char. <laughs> okay, three I was going to ask what the char oh, there's, is. Mm-hmm. There's levels. Yeah, yeah. So four, I think, is the the darkest, right? Is there is, are people using a five, which is just an alligator char? I mean, wow. I'm surprised the barrels don't fall apart. Probably, yeah. probably looked like my uh, my face in high school, pimply. <laughs> <laughs> now, from what I understand, uh, like a three, a level three char is charred for thirty seconds, somewhere around thirty okay. seconds. A four is like 45 seconds. So I, I'm assuming like a, a five would be 50 to a minute. And there are folks out there experimenting with going up to over a minute. I, I just wow. I don't, know, I don't know how that works. Yeah. So anyway. I think that would be too rough. Things I learned because, you know, mm-hmm. I, I love bourbon, love mm-hmm. different small batch bourbons, things like that. But things I learned when we toured was uh, you know if you guys do have uh, ruptures in the barrels, mm-hmm. and, 
And so explain how you fix a rupture, because obviously you don't want all your profit to be drained down the floor. So how do you fix a rupture in a wooden uh, barrel? Um, beeswax. beeswax. There, there are a lot of folks that use other things, but I'm Bathroom real silicone. <laughs> I am real particular about what touches sure. the bourbon. So we have a local uh, beekeeper um, who is actually in Union County, and we get his, his beeswax, beeswax and... Absolutely. That's cool. Now we actually had an accident where we had mm. we had one that it was a tin that would not hold would not hold like it was it was completely encased in wax and it still wouldn't hold. Wow. And we ended up transferring that to another virgin barrel. So we had our quite by accident our first double oat. <laughs> um, when it came out. It was amazing, wow. uh, if I say so myself. Yes. And, um, in fact, it was 73 in Maine. Mm-hmm. The owner of 73 in Maine tasted it and was, like, buying all this. So um, Mount cool. Pleasant purchased all that, and then they purchased it from them. So Yeah, and don't, don't act like you can go down there and get it now because they are out. Are they out? Yeah. yeah. I tried, I tried, and they said we're sold out. Oh, my goodness. I didn't realize that. That And, and that, remember, because they also did the uh, apple dumpling, and mm-hmm. I think we talked about that, too, on the show. Show. And I talked about the viscosity on it, how it was just weird that it was a different viscosity. And the same thing with the double oak. Yes. It's completely different. And it, it was probably one of the best bourbons I've ever had. It was oh, delicious. It you. really, like, I'm not just trying to, jank, you know, trick your chain, but it was legitimately delicious. Well, we so. are trying to recreate the magic. Mm-hmm. We took some, some 15s and then we, we dumped them after about four months into another barrel. Okay. So we're going to be... We're going to be seeing how that turns out. That should be ready at the end of the summer, beginning of the fall. Okay. So what, do you, what do you do with the leftover barrels after, or after you? We sell them. Okay. Um, we sell them to, to tourists that come in. We sell them to folks that make beer. Cabarrus Brewing, as a matter of fact, um, is about a good number of them. So has Red Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they do. They love that. Yeah. Um, if you, beer. I think if, even if you go up to Red Hill now, you can see the barrels just mm-hmm. just hanging out hanging there, out, getting chilling. ready to, yeah. to yeah. whatever they've got in that. Um, so Barreled and Bond is going to be the next one, mm-hmm. right? So what are you doing? Are you doing anything special with the barrels that are in the hothouse? And it, just to let you guys know, that's that's this almost the solitary confinement place of the prison. There, it is cool hand loop. It is awful. Like it, it, I don't know. You gave me the creeps in the sun and the in the in daytime and, and nighttime. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. completely haunted, creepy. Like that you would they would put people in there and just leave them there for like uh, I think a year. Well, or, thirty days at a time okay. legally, but I'm sure there were people that got left there. A but long it's time. it's just a little house out it's in nowhere, tiny. and and so you're going to have huge temperature fluctuations, we have. especially in there. That is actually going to be another special edition mm-hmm. that will be coming out this fall. Um, awesome, and that one will um, that one and the double oak will be coming out in three seventy fives. So mm. there'll be a smaller bottle, okay, um, just because we don't have much of it. Sure, but um, but yeah, we're we're going to have solitary confinement edition. So. <laughs> That's wow. great. That's wow. awesome. Call it death row. <laughs> <laughs> well, just you know, for anyone who hasn't listened to the previous episode, where Lee was on, um, they where they uh, package at and distill mm-hmm. is a place called Whiskey Prison, mm-hmm. and you can check them out at whiskeyprison.com, Correct. Correct. <laughs> and uh, it's just the coolest facility. It's located here in Cabarrus County, north of uh, Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, and. It is just a prison that was basically. When did they decommission as a prison? Uh, December twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. So long seven ago. years ago, mm-hmm. 
this place was still operating as a prison, and I've probably seen <laughs> careful. I've seen sweatshops that have better conditions than than this place. You know, as far as as far as ki- keeping people there, I just can't. Sure. When we toured us, in when I toured it, I think Leanne gave her a second time we were there during the daytime, and people lived there. And yeah. I, I mean, I know it's a jail, and this prison is not supposed to be comfortable, but there was like. 400, 500 people there in this mm. place that was only meant for maybe 100. Yeah. And it was just, it, it, it boggled the mind so there. Packed, yeah. yeah. It was very overcrowded, which is one of the reasons it was decommissioned. Yeah. yeah. And, and not a fun place to be, no, but no. it is now. Now it's a very fun place <laughs> no, to yeah. be. We've got one um, more exciting announcement. Okay. We are sausage gonna... and bourbon biscuit. Jet. <laughs> oh, sausage and gravy bourbon. Ooh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Flays can do potato chips. I'm sure you can do a bourbon. <laughs> we are getting ready to add a second shift because oh, the bourbon wow. demand. Wow. Congratulations. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, the the guy, I don't know if y'all met him when you were there, um, Marty Kenning, who mm-hmm. is from Minnesota. Okay. And he has been coming down. He's built all of our barrel racks. He's been helping the distillery for several years now. He's going to come down and is going to be running our second shift. So we're going to be doubling our capacity, and we're really excited. Is that going to require, like, more um, more stills? We're going to be we're adding some additional cooling um, infrastructure so that we can run them twice a day. But we're going to be we're going to be running Keith Richards and Fats Domino twice a day and on weekends. So. <laughs> I guess you might put Mick Jagger back in the commission. Uh, we might, we might. I hadn't told him yet, so who I've, to- knows? I've told so many people about him being for sale. And they're like, really, really? When I, when I get ready to retire, and move to the mountains, I'm buying Mick Jagger. So. By the way, Mick Jagger is like. The size of a hot water heater, I guess, right? Yeah, he's 120 gallons, yep. as is Keith Richards. <laughs> Keith, Ri- Keith Richards plays on while Mick Jagger looks good. And, fa- and Fast Domino is how many gallons? 350. Wow. wow. That's crazy. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I just want to take some of this stuff. So, Well, I mean, we got some here in studio. Are you going to take a pop off of that? Yeah, I might have to drink a, use a cap off the water bottle. <laughs> You're going to need more than that. I know. Do, not, do you really want the yeah. cap? Yeah, I, I don't have anything else. What? Seriously? I don't, she, I don't think she wants me throwing my lips over this bottle. It's your bottle now. <laughs> You're seriously going to take a bottle cap? This is, <laughs> I'm going to take more than one bottle okay. cap. I, I feel like... I'm taking a picture of Where you. Where there is a will, there is a way. Y'all are good <laughs> southern is, men. This is like the uh, communion size. <laughs> we can get that biscuit, and then we really could have communion. How about it? <laughs> I like it. All right, so Mojo goes for it. It's smooth. Yeah. It's very good. That's what it, it surprises me, especially out of just a, an eight-month-old. Like, how smooth it is. And that blows my mind of, of just how good it is and smooth. Well, I that's, think a lot really, of the credit really goes to the it's the harsh extremes of prison. I think I think that helps. You know, we're the only bourbon distillery or distillery in the state, as far as I know right now. And somebody could have put one online last week with a, a real barrel house. You know, Kentucky style barrel house, mm-hmm. non condition. Um, everybody else that's making bourbon, to my knowledge, right now they. They store it, you know, in their manufacturing facility, which, hmm. you know, that can get pretty hot and pretty cold, too. Sure, so yeah. it's not, but I think it really helps for it to be out and how it deal with the extremes. There's so many notes on that, though. I'm just going to, I mean. Come on. It, you know, it, it fills the palate. Yeah. Like, you know, it goes in smooth. It fills the rest of the palate in the back of your mouth pretty pretty full. I mean, and also after you swallow it and give it 30 seconds, you taste more notes. 
you know, it's it's just been, it's very interesting. I mean, I'm, you might not take this bottle home tonight, but I'm telling you. <laughs> we might be splitting. You might have a to-go cup or something with it. So. That's good, though. It's delicious. I'm so glad you like it. And this particular batch was a batch that we showed at the New Orleans Bourbon Festival back okay. in March um, that we did tastings there. And, um, you know, ours is so different because it doesn't have any wheat or, or uh, rye, right. which makes it different. And yeah. we were tasting up against everybody you can imagine. I mean, Jim Beam had a display that was bigger than the room we were oh, in sure. with all the little people, <laughs> you know. But um, but it was really nice for folks to come by and say, we've been hearing about this. It is different than everything else. So we're happy that people I just like can't, it. I cannot figure out what that that flavor mimics in the, at the very last note of the hmm. flavor. I just cannot. It, t- it tastes something almost herby, but I cannot figure what it tastes hmm. like. Hmm. Of course, you know, each individual palette's different. So. Yeah, and every bottle is going to be different, mm-hmm. you know, just yep. based on, like you said, 10 or 15, 53, and then what's going on with, with that particular barrel, what's going on with that particular corn. I mean, there's so much that goes into it that people don't realize. Um, I watched a movie called Neat, mm-hmm. um, the story of bourbon, and you think, oh, well, I'm just picking up bourbon off the shelf. But if you think about not only you know making the bourbon, which can take two to three, four years, but then also the to to make the corn, you know that's another four months to add on that. But then to make the actual barrels, some oh, of those right. trees are a hundred and something years old. Yeah. So when you drink a bourbon, you're drinking a hundred and twenty years ago. It's um, amazing. Yeah. I'm, um, when I was in New Orleans, I did the um, the Stave and Thief Society. Mm. I became a, a certified bourbon steward. Oh, wow. And um, that's one of the things they teach you is about how the trees are harvested. Mm. You know, so many of the big distilleries, they have their own forests, mm-hmm. forestry programs, and about where they cut which staves, you know, out of the trees and everything. And it's it's absolutely fascinating yeah. i can completely bore anybody talking about bourbon at this point <laughs> the deeper i get the more excited no i, I think it's cool because i mean just think when that tree was planted yeah. such and such president was in office and these yeah. world history events were happening so yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a nerd when it comes to stuff like that, so. <laughs> yeah and n- nobody knows what's gonna happen in you know the next hundred years bourbon a hundred years from now is not going to taste like the bourbon that we got now uh, because exactly. everything is changing so much well, global warming and- and that's why it's so amazing when you can drink these antique bourbons, too. Mm, yeah. You know, people go on about, oh, what's the big deal? The big deal is it was made differently. And these were people, yeah. you know, folks that were making stuff in the late 70s and early 80s, they were doing their best to help the bourbon industry recover. They mm-hmm. were just at the height of their game trying to make something really fabulous to turn the market around. And thank goodness for them because they did it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, even in the in the movie, it was talking about how bourbon was kind of pushed off to the side, and it was just the clear liquids, the clear liquors that people were wanting. And then when I went mm-hmm. to, to the store to get some the other day, uh, they were saying, you know, ten twenty years ago, this this whole shelf was just clear liquids. Now everybody's wanting the dark, the bourbon, and so that's making such a, a huge comeback now. Yeah, and uh, a friend of mine uh, who owns Irish Whiskey Magazine in mm. uh, Ireland, yeah. um, same thing, you know. Bourbon and Irish whiskeys and scotches are right now three of the hottest liquors right now in the world. Yeah. I mean, bourbon is hot, super hot. I mean, you, you're starting to see it in so many craft drinks to uh, the small batch market to uh, 
connoisseurs of it. I mean, it's not sure. just that that raw gut stuff that you grew up on with your grandpa <laughs> pulled it out of the liquor closet to <laughs> to help remedy that cough. Right. You know, so it, it, yeah. that's right, rock and rye. But you know, it, it's 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 migrated up from that to stuff that's just like neck and neck with the finest wines and beers mm-hmm. and yeah. cognacs. I mean, it's just it's it's really taken a a mature tone now in today's society. So I, I love it. I'm 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 excited for you. So oh, thank see what you. see what happens next. So well, the the other thing is, you know, as much as the market's grown and as much market share as bourbon has picked up, it's still not to the levels it was um, pre nineteen sixty five. I'm sure, really, that's crazy. Isn't that amazing? Wow. So there's a lot of growth left. Why, why to do you, Why do you think it was so popular prior to sixty five? I mean, what what made it? You know? Well, I mean, the bottled and bond um, helped turn oh, okay. it around. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if y'all have time for me to go back, sure, come on. <laughs> when when folks started producing bourbon, you know, people would take basically a growler to their local pub and be able to get it directly out of the barrel, and that was good stuff. Then, with the invention of glass, then people started, and especially when there were advances made where you could make multiple molds of glass and have glass bottles. Then people started putting spittoon waste and all that sort of thing in it. And then when bottled and bond was was passed by our Congress, um, at that point, and I think it was Taft who did that, mm-hmm. um, at that point it started certifying that this was made by this particular distillery sure. and then it was kept under government bond during that time so it it led some certification and authority to it so that really cleaned up the business and people started making really good stuff again mm-hmm. so that's sort of how that happened and then you know so maybe government regulation actually helped something yeah that one actually did work yeah. <laughs> because people at that point were just trying they were Bourbon was so hot at the point. At that point, mm-hmm. people were just trying to throw anything they could, food coloring or whatever. Turpentine. Turpentine. Yes. People yeah. were dying because of that. And there needed to be some type of regulation that said this was certifiable. This right. is actual real bourbon versus you know, turpentine, like you said, with food coloring in it. Exactly. And, and then, and then uh, you had prohibition come along, mm-hmm. and that drove a lot of the good companies out of business, of course. Um, and then they built their way back up after prohibition. Um, and then, you know, speaking of vodka that, there's a new flavor for you cannabis infused bourbon. There you go. You hear a lot of people talking yeah. about that sort of thing. Uh, listen, you're going to get that quick. Yep. I'm I'm not shocked that that's even on your mind, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one of the bur- I cannot remember the name of the bourbon now that I had that had actually uh, uh, grass in it. It's Buffalo something. I can't remember the it, name of it. To be clear, not the drug or just actual grass. That would have been awesome if it had the actual drug in it. Well, I don't just know. Not I mean, have like. There's, it had like grass in it. There's a vodka I know that <laughs> yeah, has. I know there's a vodka that has the blade of grass in it. That's from somewhere in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to say like Montana Buffalo or something. Somewhere. I, I think. Huh. Yeah, that's weird. It's just crazy things people infuse. I, I, yeah. I, I want. I, I've, I've I've had bacon or uh, bacon infused vodka. I wonder how bacon infused bourbon would be. I've had that a sounds like heaven. I've had a maple bacon Manhattan mm. that was legit. Really, wow. really, really good. Yep. yep. Um, but to answer your question, one of the things that I learned on, again on the movie is that um, people in the in the olden days they had a whole bunch of extra corn at the end of the season, so they would you know make stuff for their family, sell everything else, and then whatever they couldn't sell, they either had to store it 
just the grain. And if that was the case, then, you know, mice and everything else was going to get into it. Right. Or they could make it into liquor, which, as you said, with glass, then can be, you know, it can stand the test, test of time and not get rotted, not rot or anything else like that. Sure. So um, that was one of the reasons why bourbon was so hot using corn mm-hmm. because because of that. And now you use 80, did you say 88% corn? 88% corn and it's all right from here in North Carolina. And that's that's pretty a pretty high amount of corn. It is. It is. Yeah. So basically you could advertise farm to table. <laughs> if only there were barley growers here, yeah. that, mm. you know, but we just we we just don't have those. Well, in our climate it's just not right, you know. Yeah. Um, for yeah. for much barley. Or just out of curiosity, I mean, what state do you get your barley from? Well, I buy it from a company in Fletcher, North Carolina. So the money, at least some of it Stays comes from North state. Carolina. Yeah. Um a lot of it is, you know, it's up north, and it's a company okay. from it, the company is in Fletcher, but they source it um, from. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm sure some of it's Canada. I mean, that's where most of the barley's. So gone. technically, since this is 88 percent corn, is this? I mean, this is basically a vegetable. No, oh, yeah, clearly, because <laughs> I mean, you know, in here in the South, macaroni is also a vegetable. So I mean, why not? <laughs> so I do. I, I like it. Is. Yeah, I mean, and it again at eighty eight percent corn, you're you're getting those corn notes, but I mean, it's smooth, not smoothness it, of it too. Yeah, yeah, and because there was a a bourbon Hudson baby yeah, bourbon yeah. that's a hundred percent corn, and buddy, that's rough. I mean, yeah. it is rough, but um, at eighty eighty eight, I'm shocked. And for for bourbon, it has to be at least fifty one percent bourbon. Fifty one percent corn, and with rye, it's fifty one percent rye. Wow. Um, I'm not a big rye. Hudson up in New York is actually where we got the idea to play the loud music to our bourbon because they okay. did the same thing. Um, and then there's one that's in Kentucky now doing it as well. But I think that's part of the secret, too, is that our, our bourbon doesn't sit still. It, it moves around in a barrel. And so so tell people a little way. bit about that. Um, yeah, our barrel house, we play very, very, very loud music um, with a, uh, a deep bass line, um, lots of Led Zeppelin. And, of course, we're there in Mount Pleasant, so we have to play a lot of the Avid Brothers too. <laughs> but um, and we love it when folks contact us and tell us what they want us to be playing to the to the bourbon. But we play bur- we play music to the bourbon probably six to eight hours a day. Wow. Our neighbors probably think it's longer. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe at some point we can get the Southern Fried Philosophy theme song to be playing. That would be that'd be really cool. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be awesome. I think y'all need to come down and we need to do it. Let's make it happen, Captain. Yeah. Awesome. Sure. I don't know if we can get the barrels branded then. <laughs> we could stick our sticker yeah. on there. there That'd be go. fantastic. There you go. Awesome. Well, and people can come tour the facility. So where would where would they contact uh, or get you know get the contact information to come visit? Absolutely, they can buy tickets on whiskeyprison.com. dot uh, com. Okay. We have tours that are behind the bars tours that are on Fridays and Saturdays at twelve thirty, two and three thirty. We also do private tours. The rest of the week, we can't be open on Sunday. Um, we have to keep the same hours that ABC stores do. So we have hmm. to close by 9, and we can't be open on Sundays. And you recently switched how the tour is done, and it's even better. Like, I thought it was great <laughs> at first, but now it's even better. The, I was going through the tour, because I've been there, you know, maybe once or twice. And, uh, and I <laughs> go in, and I'm like, hey. He's a repeat offender, y'all. <laughs> 
uh, I, I went in there and I was like, wait, we're supposed to be going left. Why are we going right? This doesn't make sense. Like it felt all weird. Like, no, we're supposed to go this way. <laughs> um, and then, but, but it's a much better tour. Well, I really love you. it. And thank your tasting you. facility is awesome. It's in the old, in the old mess hall, we've we're, we've been able to expand into the old mess hall, and <laughs> we have a cool. we have a much larger gift shop and tasting room now. So That's we're, awesome. we're, I'll have to we're come really back excited. Out yeah, it's been a while since I've been out. So yeah, you need to come see us. Awesome. Well, Leanne, thank you so much for coming. We thank really appreciate all. it. You find, where can they find you on the social medias too? Um, Southern Grace NC. Southern Grace NC on the Facebooks. Easy peasy. That's right. All right. Thanks, Leanne. We appreciate you coming in. Thank, thank you. you. All right, so that was Leanne Powell with Southern Grace Distilleries. Guys, seriously, um, we we may or may not be sampling this this bourbon, and golly, it's delicious. I mean, it's, it's legit, dude. Right? Isn't she like the Southern Belle? I feel like I could just drink her up. I'm I'm now I'm from the South, mm-hmm. but now in my imagination, anyone above the Mason Dixon line probably listening to this probably thinks all Southerners are like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is the epitome of like Southern Southern Belle. I feel like the world would be a better place with more of her. I, I know for I a feel fact like, it would be. I, I feel like I need to have a sweet tea just in honor of her right now. So <laughs> I feel like just listening to her voice, I've got diabetes. I would like to actually have Leanne do a sleep po- podcast now, a whisper <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Listen, if she did a whisper podcast, I guarantee you I would not fall asleep. I couldn't. <laughs> My know. wife would be like, why do you keep listening to that podcast? Uh, well, have you listened to it? It's one episode. <laughs> keep really- <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah. She she just, I just imagine, like, yeah. Her, I just, I don't know. She, she needs, like, to be the animated character for, like, an Aunt Jemima bottle. <laughs> Remember that back in the 80s when they had the Aunt Jemima commercial? Yes. I digress. Anyway. That, when it started talking and moving, that, that freaked me out, by the way. I can't yeah, Or is it Mrs. Butterworth? Mrs. Butterworth. Mrs. And I would sit there and look at that bottle like she was going to do something. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, dude, back in the 80s, we had the coolest bottles. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We had, you know, Mrs. Butterworth and uh-huh. those other ones out there that had character faces. Anyway, I digress. Anyway. We appreciate you listening to this episode. <laughs> you can find us on the Facebooks at Southern Fry Philosophy. You can also find us on our website, southernfryphilosophy.com, the, uh, SFP Radio at the Twitters and Instagram. Also, our YouTube.com forward slash SFP Radio. Please go to our Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Uh, subscribe. Give us a rating, a review, uh, share your favorite episodes, and we'll catch you next week. All right. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, keep looking up. That and Britney Spears. I'm going to admit it. There's a couple of Britney songs. I'm like, that's pretty good. (laughs) That's not bad. But I will never admit that, and I'm not admitting it now. Sure. Sure.